I have been all things unholy. If God can work through me, he can work through anyone. St. Francis of Assisi History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and normally, or at least infrequently lately, Sunday has been a time where we've done the Sundays with the Saints segment. We're going to do something like that today, but we're going to combine it with our normal facts and myths about history as we look at one saint that pretty much everyone knows, although they tend to think of him as simply an animal lover. Let's look at some facts and some myths about St. Francis of Assisi. Francis was born in Assisi, Italy, then part of the Holy Roman Empire, in 1181 or 1182, the records aren't certain, to a wealthy cloth merchant, He spent his youth enjoying the benefits of that wealth, carousing with friends at parties and festivals, and was nicknamed the King of the Revels. He generally lived the life of a spoiled playboy. In 1202, war broke out between Assisi and the rival city of Perugia, and Francis joined the militia both out of civic duty and in hopes of military glory. The forces of Assisi were completely routed. Francis was taken prisoner and held in a dungeon for a year before his father raised the ransom demanded for his release. He returned to Assisi with an understandably transformed outlook on life, and he began to spend more time in prayer and solitude. His transformation was solidified by two events. The first was when he met a leper on the road and, rather than being repulsed by the man, recognized Christ in him and embraced the poor man as he never would have in the past. From that point on, he began to visit lepers and hospitals. The final pivotal moment came at the crumbling chapel of San Damiano. While he was praying before the crucifix, he asked God what he should do with his life. The answer that he received, as clear as if it had been spoken by someone standing next to him, was, quote, Francis, go and build my church, which, as you see, is falling down, end quote. Being a typical guy, he took this literally and repaired the chapel, as well as other churches in the area that were in need of repair. It took him a bit more time and prayer to understand that the call was to help rebuild the faith of the people of the church, a faith that was in serious danger of collapse. From that point forward, he renounced all his worldly possessions, lived alone, and focused on prayer preaching and helping the poor and sick. Soon, others joined him, attracted by his simple and holy way of life, and though he never intended to found a religious order, he ultimately founded three, the Order of Friars Minor, the Order of St. Clair, and the Third Order Franciscans. These orders exist to the present day. During the Fifth Crusade in 1219, he traveled to Egypt in an attempt to convert the Sultan to Christianity without any success. He also created two of the most popular Christian devotions, one for each of the two most important liturgical seasons, 
the Nativity scene at Christmas, and the Stations of the Cross for Lent. Francis died on October 3, 1226, at the age of 44. He was canonized on July 16, 1228, by Pope Gregory IX, less than two years after his death. He's the patron saint of animals, ecology, and merchants, and along with St. Catherine of Siena, he's the co-patron saint of Italy. So those are the basic facts of Francis's life. Over the past eight centuries, however, numerous myths and misconceptions have made their way into what we think we know about him as well. Let's dispel just a few of them. The first one is that Francis was a priest. Given the religious habit he wore and the fact that he founded a religious order, this is an understandable error. But in reality, Francis was never ordained a priest, accepting only ordination as a deacon. He never became a priest because of his love of the Eucharist. He considered himself unworthy to become a priest and celebrate the Mass. The second myth is that he wrote the Peace Prayer of St. Francis. One of the best known prayers of the church over the past 50 years or so, one that's been repeated and sung almost non-stop, can only be traced back to 1912, not 1212. It first appeared in a French magazine and was definitely not written by Francis. The next myth is another quote, one that's been widely attributed to Francis, but to other people as well over time. It's the quote, preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary. Now, if this seems like an odd thing for a preacher to say, it's because Francis never said it. There's no record of him ever saying this. The closest thing on record is when he said, quote, all the friars should preach by their deeds, end quote, which is definitely not the same thing, especially when you consider the number of times he did instruct them on preaching. Another myth is that Francis didn't allow his friars to work, insisting rather that they beg alms for their food. Now this might be true for some Buddhist monks, both then and now, but it was never Francis's rule for his brothers. He expected both members of the order and himself to perform manual labor to buy the necessities they needed like clothing and food. They would sometimes beg for alms, but only when no work was available. The last myth is one that's become very popular in recent years, and that's that Francis worshiped animals in nature as much as he worshiped God. Now this one's almost too ridiculous to mention, but I'm going to mention it anyway. First of all, there's no evidence that he was a vegetarian, as some claim today. Second, he never put animals, birds, or nature on a level equal to God. He saw them as beautiful because they were created by God and deserved our respect as a way to lead people to God through seeing the beauty and wonder of his creation. So those are some of the facts and myths about St. Francis of Assisi. He was a man who truly practiced what he preached, living his life in imitation of Christ to a degree that it still inspires people eight centuries later. It's hard to imagine a better legacy than that, and it doesn't need myths added to it to make it more impressive. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.